Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome into Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast where Matt and I talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this edition is Investor Beware, looking for those red flags or how to spot red flags when working with an advisor. Doesn't necessarily mean the advisor is bad, but it could be a red flag for you or what it is that you need. So not coming in this from a standpoint of saying advisors are bad. Clearly, Matt is one of those. That's not the case at all. It's simply a matter of finding the right fit for you in the right time of life you're in. And sometimes there are red flags that just show that this person is just not the good fit for what you need to get done or the type of person that you are. So we're going to break that down a little bit this week on the podcast. Matt, my friend, what's going on? Hey, Mark. Good to hear from you and talk to you. Yes, sir. Um, you too. Yeah, busy, busy part of the first first part of June here as we're kicking off Mondays with Matt. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's just been a little bit busy as we were talking about. So just the exciting news is my son uh, graduated and uh, high kudos, school. Kudos, kudos. So this is the first one we had across that finish line. Okay, and, uh, all right. He just turned 18 this week too, so he is officially an adult. So nice, nice. Double whammy, every, yeah. Double whammy. Yeah, I wrote him some words of wisdom, gave him some cash, and said, uh, <laughs> "Get out. You're on no. your own." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. Uh, good with, luck, buddy. <laughs> I did that with my daughter as a joke too. I was like, "I was like, you're 18. Love you. Get out." You know. Uh, and of course, she we had a good laugh. But she she graduated uh, high school actually with her two years associate. Uh, and then went to college for two years and then joined ah, the Navy. So did that uh, early college. Yeah, thing. she did the early college thing, which is really great. It was yeah. fantastic. So kudos to him. And, and I'm yeah. sure he'll be uh, uh, looking forward and exciting to move into the next phase. I'm sure it's first. It's going to be, I just want to enjoy my summer, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yep. That's how they no, all do. He's, he's, he, we're, we're waiting here, but he's kind of looking at some military possibly uh, well, and may end up in boot camp. There so. you go. Well, as tell him, hey, as the uh, as the proud dad of a, of a daughter in the Navy, it's not a bad option. She is killing it in just two years. So That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, good. Well, good. Well, glad to hear that. And uh, that's uh, definitely not a red flag. That's definitely a good one. So let's talk about some red flags when we talk about, uh, you know, again, looking for an advisor, maybe someone who's Matt searching for the first advisor they've worked for. Maybe it's a, a second opinion, whatever the case might be, right? Uh, uh, we're just going to kind of dissect a few things to throw up there. So how do you feel about an advisor who works with people of all ages and, and levels of wealth? I think when advisors first get into the business, right, you, you need income yourself. You need a job. You need to, you know, clients, right? So some advisors may take everybody in on as a client, but through time, and maybe you did this yourself, I don't know, but over time you start to develop what you're really good at and you start to to kind of develop a specialty. Do you think it's a red flag or does it just something that's maybe not the right fit for people? Yeah, it it is a, a little bit of a red flag. If, if you got an advisor out there that just uh, takes anybody with a heartbeat and some money in the bank or in their investment, yeah, right. that can be a red flag. When I started out, you know, I was 21 years ago, I, I was young and, and we had production requirements. So a lot of times if Somebody is taking just anybody off the street or just anybody and with no matter what uh, age or level of wealth, that could be a red flag just because that person's probably trying to fill some quota. And, and um, that's where you get kind of product pushing, right? You get product pushing, you get sales sales advice, you know, and, uh, you know, really you, you can go out and buy products on the internet without an advisor. Especially nowadays, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and so I... You know, you always a little bit standoffish if somebody comes on too strong, you know, has too much cologne. 
uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. But um, you know, advisor advisors tend to in our in our industry, yeah, the bigger your your business gets and and the more people that you service, there's also you gotta you gotta draw the line somewhere. You you know, we can't work with an unlimited number of people, or you're just the service is going to suffer. And so we right. like to build a personal relationship, and I think that is so important. Um, a lot of people, you know, will advertise, oh, service, 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 but really everybody does that. It's it's more of a commodity, you know, commoditized uh, thing now. So really, you have to be, you have to have a level of trust that you can talk to your advisor, and it goes beyond just investments. You know, I I like to do things with my clients. Um, we have a lot of events. Sometimes uh, I'll get together with some of them individually, one on one, and spend some time. So I really like, I'm looking for more for that personal touch, uh, personal relationship where it goes beyond just finances, but we really care about what's going on in your life and who it affects. Uh, you know, and, and that gets into right. even just health of health of the clients and different things. So yeah, a lot of times our, where I got started and kind of my focus ended up being, uh, bringing assets from 401k plans as people were getting near to retirement or separating from service. A lot of what I did was focused on rolling over that old 401k because they switched jobs a couple of times and trying to get it all to work for them in one yeah, unified you know, system where we could kind of plan mm-hmm, for yeah. the retirement eventually and merge it with their other assets. And so that's kind of where I built a majority of my business. Um, our firm now normally has a minimum of, of uh, $50,000 is the size of the account we're looking for. I make exception for somebody who is starting out um, simply because I told this story before I was told no, when I really needed help and wanted help. And I was told by an advisor to save up, you know, $10,000 and then come see me and then I'll put you in. Yeah. And that's a, and that's a tough, that's a tough line to walk for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's not really profitable for me to go and help somebody at that level. So really it's more charitably, but I kind of feel like if somebody is willing to help themselves and they are looking for an answer, I will assist them. Now, okay. we also have a policy, Mark, that a lot of people, I haven't advertised this, but if you, uh, clients of mine, if you bring in your children or even sometimes your grandchildren, um, we'll help them. Uh, we'll help them with no additional you know, fee for financial right. planning or that's anything awesome. like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's so maybe, something, the, maybe this isn't a red flag for you. It's more like a yellow flag. It's a caution, right? <laughs> It, it, it is a caution. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to be be aware of what the advisor's looking to do. And But um, really, we, we like to, you know, obviously help our, our current clients, but often that leads to helping their families. So we're helping yeah. their children. And sometimes that, you know, generationally, we're, that li- will lead to the grandchildren as well. Nice. So, Very nice. Well, I like yeah. that. Yeah. And I think, I think for people, you know, when you're, when you're looking for uh, an advisor, if you know that you're a lot of our demographic is definitely older. So if you know that you need someone with a bit more retirement speciality, then that's probably where you should be looking versus someone who maybe, and this is probably one of those situations where you're talking about someone who's just looking to kind of move you in and out of, um, you know, stocks or something of that nature. Right. So that's kind of where that red flag might pop up just thinking about what it is that you actually need. So that's the first one. Um, the second one is, that maybe that that red flag where you only hear good news, Matt, and, and uh, or everything is fluffier than it should be. I think a lot of people. <laughs> there's some industries where I think you don't need to have a, a sugar coating, right? We talk about doctors in a bedside manner to a degree, right? And I'll use my own story. My first cardiologist when I had heart surgery was was a little too soft spoken, a little too 
he kind of beat around the bush a little bit and everything was just going to be just okay and everything was just dandy and that kind of stuff. And it, it's a very nice person, and, and but it didn't resonate with me as the patient. And so I switched to another cardiologist in the office who was very direct. And I could say to him, hey, you know, I, I need someone who's going to call me on my junk, so to speak, and help me get my you know things straight. And so that's what I was looking for was a more direct kind of person. So from an advisor standpoint, maybe you want someone who is not going to make everything rosy all the time. If I come in, Matt, and you tell me that I and I say, Matt, I want to retire in five years and you say, great, let's take a look. Sorry to tell you, you can't, but here's what we can do. I'd rather hear that than you kind of, you know, fluff me along, so to speak. Yes, absolutely, Mark. You know, this is such an important point with people too, as you brought up the medical situation. You know, I had the same kind of experience with a doctor, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, I know what you should be checking me for. (laughs) And that's the reason I have an appointment here. But when you don't get that from your advisor, you don't get somebody who is asking you questions. I, you know, when I deal with somebody, they ask me a question and I, and I try to not beat around the bush, but I want to say it depends is the answer because everybody's situation is a little different, but what about this taxable situation? And what about that tax-free situation? And what about this money that you have? Um, how about these other facets like um, estate planning issues or life insurance issues? A lot of what we do and give you as far as news affects everything. And if you got an advisor who's ignoring pieces of your financial situation. He's not looking holistically at the overall, you know, I can go to a doctor and get treatment for this um, condition on my foot, but you know, what if there's more problems? What if that's leads to a, a bigger situation? Yeah. What if it's, and, yeah, you're, put you're a podiatrist for, yeah, versus <laughs> a podiatrist. Now it's maybe a cancer situation. So now you got to see that cancer specialist. Yeah, absolutely. And so with your financial situation, if you're, if you bring your advisor, a situation, like maybe it's buying a house or buying a house for your child, you know, if they're not helping you address the situation from more more than just that perspective, giving alone, you the negative aspects as well as the positive aspects, aspects. exactly. Yeah. Then, then you you better beware. That's a red flag for sure. Okay. You've got to have somebody who's holistically thinking about your situation and who knows that situation. Yeah. So we that's again where we try to get to know you, know all about your situation and your family. Right. Right. And also, you know, it's it's not okay. No, I will tell you, it's not okay. Don't do that. There you go. Do this yeah. instead, but give you options. You know. So. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's like it's like my you know tell my cardiologist, hey, uh, you know, it's one year since the surgery. I'm going to celebrate with a steak. Do you think that's okay? You know, and he goes, he goes, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's in moderation. And the guy that's more direct with me, he said the same thing. He said, yeah, it's okay. He's like, but get a small steak, right? <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like he added that little extra element, you know, and saying, <laughs> okay, and also as soon as you're done, you know, make sure that you, you know, do some extra, um, you know, cardio that day or whatever. Right. So it's kind of giving you both the good and the bad, not just always the good news. Um, all right, let's go to technical jargon An advisor who uses jargon. Now I'm going to give advisors and just people in general, a bit of a pass on this. If you're in an indie kind of industry, you tend to have words and slang and things that you are used to saying every day, all day long, because that's what you do. And so if you're the kind of advisor who's carrying that over into the conversation with a client and they're not getting it, they're not understanding the lingo, it's on you, I think, to scale that back and talk to them in a way that they understand. I don't know that advisors necessarily do this to talk over someone's head. Maybe some do, but I think just be, again, a red flag is to just kind of, hey, if this person is not speaking to me in a way that resonates with me, then maybe that's a red flag. This can be a red flag. Um, As you mentioned, 
a lot of industries or all industries probably have their own sure. little bit of jargon. Yeah. Um, you know, but when you're talking about financial stuff, a lot of times are things are abbreviated or you're talking about alpha, know, beta, you know, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, alpha, beta, standard deviation, qualified or non-qualified. PE um, ratios, you know, yeah. RMD. What does that stand for again? Uh, yeah. I love it <laughs> so, when they get the weird ones like dead cat bounce. Well, the market's going through a dead cat bounce. What? <laughs> you know? So Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of technical jargon. The way they approach this is if it's a red flag, if, if your advisor talks over your head frequently and um, they don't provide you questions like, do you understand that or do you know what I mean? Asking validating questions. Right. Because how um, could you put the plan in place, Matt, if you don't understand it? Exactly right. Yeah. So your advisor should be communicating to you in a way that um, speaks loud and clear to you, makes makes these jargon more simplified. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I do a lot of presenting in groups. And so I'm careful. But I, again, I, I, I slip up and probably use some of this stuff. And then I'll go back and reiterate what that means to the, you know, to the audience that I'm speaking to, if that's a large group or it's, it's one-on-one individual. So I want to make sure that you understand what we're talking about. You know, nobody's perfect, but if your advisor continues to talk over you, then what you need to do is really either communicate that to your advisor to say, Hey, I don't understand exactly what you're saying. Can you make it more simple? And if you find yourself doing that a lot, it might be time to just kind of say, well, He's not getting me. She's not getting me. And I need to talk to somebody who understands. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Understands me and somebody I can understand. Yeah. And so. it doesn't mean talking down to you. It doesn't mean that we're dumb, right? It just means in a way that it resonates and makes sense. I mean, you're again, doctors will do that same kind of thing or lawyers, right? It's There's certain industries where there's definitely a lot of uh, jargon or there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, hey, whoa, back the, back the trolley up and explain this a little bit easier for me uh, so that I'm getting the clear picture. Um, yes. What about uh, what about an advisor who or a firm that is like, oh, you know, don't worry about the market. It always comes back. They they have that always that high level of certainty that everything in the market's going to work out okay. They're not wrong because traditionally the, that's what the market does. It does recover. But the question becomes: Is your time horizon with that's great? If the market comes back and it takes it five years to do it, fantastic. But what if I'm retiring in one year? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, advisors that think that they have a high level of certainty or even a guarantee or, or speak like they do. They know what's happening in the market, going to happen in the market in the next little bit, you know, beware. They don't, they're lying to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a big red flag. So I had somebody in here <laughs> the other day, literally one of my clients said, well, I know I'm not asking you to, you know, try to predict the future or, you know, I understand blah, blah, blah. But could you tell me what you think about what's going to happen in <laughs> And it's like they they prefaced the question like I know you, I'm not asking you to predict the future, but could you tell me what's going to happen this year? <laughs> right. And it's like people always look for a forecast, and the the key that you I need am to not a meteorologist. <laughs> the, that's it. I said, you know, if you got an 82 and a half percent chance of rain today in Michigan, that's probably a pretty good chance we're going to have rain. But you know that that's the same statistical probability that you're going to have an up year you know, in the market over the last 40 years, you know, well, I mean, Hey, we've been sitting on 70% chance of rain all day today, Matt, and it hasn't (laughs) happened yet. 70% chance is pretty, is pretty good. And it still hasn't happened. So, uh, yeah. So, but, but the, uh, the advisor with a high level of certainty is either probably trying to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a client called in the other day and they said, Oh, I just watched this show and -and so-and-so 
who's this reputable person, right? It was on and they said that, oh, you need to freeze your accounts. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. What do you, what does freeze your accounts mean? <laughs> and I said, well, I, freeze I didn't want, I didn't watch the program, but it sounds like they're trying to get you to stop investing or liquidate your accounts. And uh, I said, so what's this person's financial background? Who are they? You know, and they don't care. They're on, they're on the TV and you got 20 million viewers and it's people like this. It's, it's prognosticators like this that cause people to panic and worry and forfeit the great returns that they get from their portfolio because they listen to some doofus on the news that says sell or freeze your account because <laughs> the market's going to crash. Bull. Yeah. That is a bunch of bull and you should not listen to the news. Yeah. Turn it off and talk to your advisor and get sound financial advice. For that's, for you, that's right? My, yeah, yeah. That's my soapbox there you for go. you that are looking for a prediction about the future. It's not going to happen. I can tell you right now the market's going to go down this year. Guess yeah. what? I'm going to be right one day out of 365 and well, I can tell you the market's going to go up and yeah. I'm going to be right again. So there's the, uh, there's an old, there's a, there's a story that goes around advisors. A lot of advisors know this and I'll, then I'll go to the next one, um, yeah. about a gentleman, uh, uh, his name's last name is Dent. And, um, <laughs> he predicted that the, the market was going to crash, uh, pretty bad, uh, in mm -hmm. like 1989. And then when it did in 2008, they ran with the story of he predicted it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 11 years before, uh, you know, and also, by the way, uh, uh, there was several downturns before that. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say anything, and eventually you might be right. You know, so yeah, Matt, you could go out on a on a ledge here and say the market's going to drop thirty five percent. You're probably going to be right at some point. At some point, I am. Right. Yes, but and that that guy too, also that dent guy, uh, also had a book that said uh, by. By the year 2010, the market was going to hit the 40,000 on the Dow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's 2022, and, and we still, still haven't hit 40,000. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he's shoveling all that he can. And they, these guys make their living typically selling newsletters and selling books. And so you got to be aware of that. You know, they're really against the average investor. Well, and they that, don't that's, care. That's they don't have anybody to be accountable to, and yeah, they certainly exactly. won't won't back up their their prediction when it comes to you having lost money in your portfolio. Yeah, these You're are financial professionals that that aren't that aren't actively practicing anymore basically. Yeah. It's like when you yeah, see the the you know the judges or the or the lawyers on, you know, court TV. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, but on court TV that are no longer actually practicing, right? They're just giving commentation on stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, it, it kind of if you couldn't tell by my voice and the way my <laughs> my passion arises because these people are liars and they just out there and it costs clients, my clients, it costs the average investor. And I don't like that. I mean, it, it's like these people believe this crap and it's like, you got to have a strategy. So talk to your advisor, give us a call. I'll be happy to walk through the, the real statistics of the market returns and why you should be invested. And I say you should be invested when you die, you should have equities in your portfolio because that's the true way to grow your wealth. 
And these guys that cause you to have your emotions just cause you to lose money in the long run. So that's my soapbox. I'm going to get off. Well, you know what? I think that's a great place to actually wrap it up because it makes a ton of sense. So I did have one more, but I'll just use that in my wrap up to say that a final one is if you're sitting down to to work with a professional locally, someone that, you know, someone that is uh, that you can go see or do the Zoom thing with or whatever the case is. But, you know, that's not on television or whatever the case is, but just, you know, actually working with an advisor in your area. They should be listening. What's the old saying? God gave us two ears and one mouth so we can listen twice as much. They should Mm -hmm. be listening to you more than they're talking. Now, of course, we're on a podcast, so clearly we have to talk. Otherwise, you'd be listening to dead air. But (laughs) when you go in to sit down with an advisor like Matt, they're going to listen to you. They're going to ask questions, of course, but then they're going to listen. You should be the one doing a lot of the talking so they can get to know you. And if you have those questions, as Matt said, if you need that help, if you're, um, you know, feeling frustrated by the things that are going on out there right now and you're wondering if your plan is sound or if it's going to get you where you need to be, get an opinion from a qualified professional. Get a second opinion from a qualified professional like Matt. You can find him online at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you like, like Apple, Google, or Spotify. Matt, thanks for hanging out. Soapbox and all, I think it was a good conversation. Hey, I thank you, Mark. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, um, definitely. When when we sit down, we we ask you questions. I I, I ask probing questions, and, and then I listen to what the answers are. So if uh, you are interested in uh, getting in touch with us, definitely, as Mark said, reach out to us. Be happy to have an over the phone quick interview with you, or uh, schedule that one on one meeting. So thanks again for listening, and uh, have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com is where you can find the podcast and lots of tools, tips, and resources to get in touch with Matt. We'll see you next time. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.